0: Well, good morning once again, Connection Point Church. So great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Hey, if you're joining us online, we say welcome to you as well. Thank you for, for being with us. Now, last week we began a brand new series titled uh, Letters to Leaders. And if you remember, I mentioned last week that the New Testament, much of the New Testament is filled with letters to, to churches, to leaders. They were letters of encouragement, correction, and instruction. Now the letters were meant to be shared with the entire church because as we learned last week, each of us are called to be leaders. Every member of the body is called to lead. That means today those same letters still speak to the body as well. They speak to the church because we are all called to lead. Now we can't just take the encouraging parts, right? we got to take the encouraging parts and the, and the correction parts and the instruction parts, because if we don't take all of them, we end up out of balance. I love to be encouraged, but sometimes I need to be corrected. Let me tell you, I always need instruction. How about you? The great thing about these letters is they've got it all in them. The only question, though, is do we just read it? Or do we also receive it and walk in it? And, and my prayer is that as we leave here today, I'm believing that you're not only going to hear the words of the letters today, but you're going to receive them, and then you're going to walk them out as well. Can you agree with me on that? Amen. This morning, if you got your Bible, turn with me, if you would, to First Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. If you don't have your Bible or you haven't downloaded our app, but you have a phone and it's not a flip phone, anybody still got a flip phone? Okay. All right. Well, if you got a phone that's not a flip phone, you can go to themallchurch.org, and right there on the front page, it'll say um, latest message notes or notes from the latest message, something like that. If you click on that, it'll take you to the verses we have today and also give you a place where you can type in your notes. And at the bottom, it says, email me my notes. So at the end of the service, you can just click that, and you'll get an email with your notes that you took today. Isn't that awesome? Technology is great, isn't it? Amen. All right, 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning in verse number 10. It says this, God... Well, that was quick, wasn't it? God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God Himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. You're going to need to do that on March the 14th. Remember that. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. All right. Now, the first thing you should have noticed, it was right there in verse number 10. Do you see it? God has given each of you a gift. Each of you. That doesn't mean some of you, but it says God gave you a gift all of you. Peter isn't saying that some have received gifts and, and some have not. He's saying that all have been gifted. Now, understand here he's speaking to a group of Christians, and he's speaking about spiritual gifts. And we'll talk about those in a little bit, but, but whether or not you're a Christian, you need to understand all people have been gifted, each and every one of us. Many people have the understanding, though, or the idea that only certain people have been gifted. So because of that, they, they have this feeling that they shouldn't try and discover or operate in their giftings. And again, while we're talking about spiritual gifts in this passage, the fact is every talent is a gift from God. Well, listen, we look at professional athletes, and they have developed the talent that God gave them, but that talent was given to them from God. Doctors have been gifted with extraordinary talents and gifts. I'm believing the one that's going to stick me in the back of my spine with a needle this week. I am believing that he's been gifted by God. I'm believing he's got, God gifted him with steady hands, good eyesight, and a great brain to use them together. Amen? Some people are gifted with incredible vocal talent. I discovered early on that's not mine. Listen, that doesn't mean I don't worship God in song. It just means I don't do it up here behind the microphone. We want to help you discover your gift. See, every talent is given by God, and so is every spiritual gift. Listen, I mentioned last week the uh, Next Steps class right after church today. One of the things that we teach everyone is everyone is a 10 in some area. It's just a matter of finding what your lane is. What is your gifting? What is your calling? Just because you haven't discovered it yet doesn't mean it doesn't exist. We want to help you with that. We believe this right here, the Word of God, is true, right? And what did we just read? It said, God has given each of us a gift, Why is it easy for us sometimes to believe that for other people and not for ourselves? We can believe that God has gifted great speakers or talented musicians, but sometimes I think we struggle with believing that God has gifted us in a certain area. Let me tell you, God has gifted you. The Word of God is true, and the Word of God declares it so. The question is, are we using the gifts or talents that God has gifted us with to build our own personal kingdom, or are we using it to build his? Notice the second thing in that passage. It says he has given each of us a gift, a spiritual gift, and what does he say? He says we need to use them. It says use them in words. In, every, in other words, everyone has been given a gift, and everyone is to do what? You are to use your gift. Again, we're talking about spiritual gifts here. I believe what we learned last week in the fact that everyone is called to leave, I, b- I believe we, we kind of learned that and we believe that, right? But we also need to believe that as leaders, and he calls us to lead, that we've been gifted to do what he's called us to do. He doesn't just call us to lead and then not empower us or enable us to actually do what he's called us to do. When I think of using your gifts well, I'm reminded of some of our youth. See, sometimes we only think about just, you know, seasoned leaders in using their gifts. Can I tell you, when I think about using our gifts, I often go and I, I think immediately of our, of our youth. I, I think of young Joshua Graves, how every Sunday, faithfully, is out here at the door, opening the door to welcome people in. I can tell you this. He was sick a couple of weeks ago, and the first thing he asked was, who, who helped people in this morning? He was concerned that, that that was being handled. I think of Lexi, who comes, comes up in, on Wednesday night, stays late to, to practice for Sunday morning and arrives early on Sunday morning to prepare again to help lead in worship. I think of, of Oscar and, and Victoria, who, who faithfully serve wherever they're asked whether it's helping on the worship team or helping with kids. On Friday night, they gave up their time to come in and serve younger kids. And I can tell you this, as they helped with the the making of slime, I can tell you this, as they were helping with that, joy was found. There were a couple of young girls whose parents work here in the mall who not only got to make slime and have a great time, I didn't mean for that to rhyme. (laughs) And it's just going to keep going, isn't it? (laughs) But they also got to hear how God loves them. Using your gifts matter. Far too many people within the body of Christ feel it's perfectly okay to leave the using of gifts up to those who are in vocational ministry. Unfortunately, what that means is many people aren't doing what they're called to do what's that mean it means many jobs left are left undone see when 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 we have that that feeling that someone else is going to fulfill the Great Commission, when someone else is going to share with others, when someone else is going to share the burdens, when someone else is going to pray, when someone else is going to give, when someone else is going to go, when someone else is going to teach, when someone else is going to sing, when someone else is going to get stuff done. The result is a lot of stuff gets left undone. Jesus said, the harvest fields are ready but the workers are few. It's not because God hasn't given us the ability. It's just the fact that too many people aren't using the gifts that God has given them. Church, we are in a battle, a battle for souls. We are on the winning side. But the question is, how many people are we going to bring with us? And how many people, because someone isn't using the gifts that God has given them, are we going to leave behind? Each and every one of us are going to have to stand before the throne of God. We are each going to have to give an account for the talents and the giftings that we've been given. You won't have to answer for your wife or your husband. You won't have to answer for your kids, your parents, your co-workers, or your community. But you will have to give an answer to how you led them. You will have to give an answer for that. Listen, God has strategically placed us here in this space to reach this community for Christ. But it takes everyone doing their part. That means each of us, each of us will have to give an account for how did we reach this community for Him? Did we use our gifts well? You are called to lead, and He has gifted you uniquely uniquely to do the work that he has called you to do. Everyone has received a gift. Everyone is to use their gift. And thirdly, they're still in verse number 10. It says you are to use them to serve. Everyone should serve one another. You have to serve one another with your gifts. I don't think it's up there, but you can write it down. We are to use our gifts well, and the reason we do this is not so that we can be lifted up. See, sometimes people get messed up in their thinking with that. They believe their gifting is for them. Your gifting isn't for you. Your gifting is for the body. Not your body. Everybody. Your gift is to help someone else. Your gift is to be used to build others up, to share the burdens. God gives all people gifts. Some are unique, and some are shared by all. One of those gifts available to all of us is the gift of Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him Should not perish, but have everlasting life. Church, Jesus is a gift for all. He's a gift for all. John 3.16 is probably the most well-known verse. And we can know that if we have accepted Jesus Christ as both Lord and Savior, which is what believe means. It doesn't mean I just know who He is. There's more to it than that. If we believe, we will be with him for all eternity. But this gift of Jesus isn't given so that you can keep it for yourself. God gives us the gift of his son so that none should perish. Not just me and not just you. Not just those who are here this morning. But all those outside of these doors who don't know him. The gift of Christ was given for all. What are you doing with that gift? What are you doing with it? See, it wasn't meant for you to just hold on to and not to share with others. The gift of eternal life is made possible through God, of giving His Son, through His Son living a sinless life, going to the cross, becoming our sin, dying on the cross, rising from the dead through the power of the Holy Spirit. But the good news, that good news of that story is not for just us. It's for all. And God is calling you to lead and telling others about it. There's a whole world out there that does not know Him. Jesus has tasked you and me with letting the world know. You are you, me, all those believers. We are how he plans on letting the world know. Your plan A, there is no plan B. Jesus said, go and make disciples. It's up to us to use the gift that he has given. It's up to us to share the gift. You and I are His plan. I know the task seems sometimes almost too much. It seems overwhelming sometimes. And without Him, it would be impossible. But Acts 1-4 tells us this, And being assembled together with them, He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which He said You have heard from me. This is Jesus talking. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Church, understand this. In the instant you gave your life to Jesus, God gives you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells within you. Ephesians 1 teaches us that at salvation you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And this gift has multiple purposes. This gift convicts you of sin. This gift instructs you in Scripture. The Word tells us that the Holy Spirit guides us in all truth. Let me be real clear. Without the Holy Spirit, you could not be a Christian. But you also need to understand this. There is a distinct and subsequent experience to salvation, and that is the baptism of the Spirit. All believers are entitled to and should expect and seek the promise of the Father, the baptism of the Spirit, according to the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you need to understand this was the normal experience of the early church, the early Christianity until around 400 or so when when Constantine declared the world to be Christian and it was just part of what people were instead of who they were. See it was just they were just called Christians in a lot of the world just because someone declared that they were. But in the early church, the baptism in the spirit was part of the experience. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is a gift available to all, and with the baptism comes the endowment of power, power for life and power for service. You see, with the baptism in the Spirit comes such experiences as an overflowing fullness of the Spirit. We're told that in John 7, Acts 4, 8, a deepened reverence for God. It says it in Acts two forty three in Hebrews twelve twenty eight, an intensified consecration to god and dedication to his work acts 2 42 and a more active love for christ for his word and for the lost mark 16 20. listen jesus did ministry by the power of the holy spirit but guess what he said so can we through that same holy spirit and acts 1 8 said this this is jesus talking But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me, not witnesses to you and your ability and what you can or cannot do, but you will be witnesses to him, of him. You shall have power. He has called us and he has gifted us with his Holy Spirit to empower us to walk out his calling. Does does the calling he has placed on your life seem a little bit too much for you to do? Does it seem a little bit too much for you to handle? Good. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you walk it out. If you can handle it on your own, it ain't from him. If you can do it on your own, that's not what he's calling you to do. You need him. You got to have him. He has called us and he has gifted us. He has gifted us with Jesus and with his Holy Spirit, with unique gifts. Romans 12, 6 tells us, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophesy, let us prophesy. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. There is that word again, use. Use. The Bible teaches us that every Christian has been gifted. Now, spiritual gifts differ from our natural gifts or our natural ability. Everyone has natural abilities. But as believers, you have spiritual gifts, supernatural gifts, gifts given to you by God Almighty. And God chooses what you're going to get. You don't get to choose. You can't look at the list of spiritual gifts and say, I like that one, but I don't like that one. That one's going to make me look a little weird. I don't want to do that. I'll stay over here in this lane. And God said, no, I need you to get out of your comfort zone. I'm putting you in this lane. This is where I have gifted you. You've got to walk in your giftings. You can't walk in someone else's gifting. I'm not saying he's calling you to be weird because that's, that's not true. God does things in order. There is order in what he does. Every Christian has been gifted. Just like salvation is a gift given to you by the grace of God, so too are his spiritual gifts. They are gifts by his grace. In other words, they're not something you can earn, and they aren't something that should remain under a tree unopened either. They're gifts to be opened and used. They they are the tools that God has gifted you with to walk out the calling that he has placed on your life. Your gifts determine God's plan for your life and how he will use you for his glory and for his purpose. If you aren't using those gifts, then you aren't living out his plan. God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of you. And guess what? He's placed you here in this church for ministry. You bring something unique, something unique to the table that he has gifted with you, gifted you with that I don't have. This allows you to minister in ways that I cannot. You see here at connection point we have a few credentialed ministers. But that doesn't mean we only have a few ministers. We simply have some who have different roles, you see, because everyone, every Christian is a minister, or at least they should be a minister of the gospel. I can't find anywhere in Scripture that tells us the pastor is the only minister in the church. That's why it's important for you to know your giftings. It's the only way you're going to know where and how God has called you to minister, You'll see, you'll see some of these listed in Romans 12. You can find some in 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Peter 4, Ephesians 4. However, you're not going to find one complete list anywhere in Scripture. And even if you look at all of those places, it probably doesn't um, contain all of the spiritual giftings that God has, has given. Every Christian receives spiritual gifts. We would love to help you discover yours. So that you can be fulfilled in your calling. Sitting in a seat on a Sunday morning will not bring you fulfillment. It's a starting point for ministry. It's a starting point. For those who are coming to the Next Steps class today, we'll send you home or we'll, we'll send you a link to, to a spiritual gifts assessment that will help you in determining your gifts. And see, in knowing what your gifts are will help you to know what God is calling you and how he is calling you into ministry. See, we are all called into ministry. Again, that doesn't mean everybody's called to be up on the stage. It doesn't mean that everybody is called to be a pastor. But God has gifted you for ministry. 1 Corinthians 12 says this, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activity, but it is the same God God who works in them all. Your spiritual gifts determine not whether or not you serve God in ministry, but rather how God wants you to serve. You understand that, right? (laughs) Everybody's been gifted. Your giftings does not determine whether or not you serve God. It determines how you serve in ministry. You become a Christian, and God placed you here at Connection Point so that you can use your gift for ministry. He's saying, I've gifted you. I've gifted you in such a way that you're going to be able to help those people of this body and this community. I've gifted you uniquely to do something. I've gifted you supernaturally to do a special work. Verse 7 says this. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. See, the spiritual gifts are given to each of us but they benefit all of us. We are each gifted, but we all benefit. The Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts, not so that we can be puffed up, but so we can serve others, so we can bless others, so the whole church will be lifted up. God has given you to this body as a gift, and the spiritual gift that He has given to you is part of the gift that you give to this body. So if you aren't using the gift that God has placed you in, or given you, then the body suffers. See, when part of the body is not not operating in their gift, then the whole body suffers. Listen, you are a 10 in some area. There is an area of your life that you are a 10 in, that God has gifted you uniquely in, and we want to help you to figure out exactly what that is. If you aren't using the gift God's given you, this body will not be able to be all that it's called to be. You have brothers and sisters in Christ who are here today in this sanctuary who are depending upon you to walk in your gifting. We have a community and a city right outside of these doors. They are desperately in need of a church that is fully engaged and using the gifts that God has given us. If your gift is is serving, if your gift is serving, know this, Jesus was a servant, so serve. If your gift is teaching, Jesus was a teacher, so teach. If your gift is giving, Jesus gave it all, so give. Whatever your gifting is, walk it out according to the Word of God. I can't give you a gift. God's already given it to you people will sometimes come to a pastor and they'll say, Pastor, I want a ministry. I can't give you a ministry. The Holy Spirit gives you the ministry. We can't give you a gift, but we can help you discover your gift. We can help you walk out your gift. See, many times when people come to Christ, all of a sudden they think, I should be a preacher. And in a way, they should. Everyone should be sharing the good news. But if everyone was called to be a pastor of a church, we would have a whole lot of congregations of one that would be missing a whole lot of gifts. Don't despise the gift that God has given to you. Walk in the gift He has given you. It's where you're going to find fulfillment. It's what he meant you to do, meant for you to do. So, what's your part here at Connection Point? We are less than two months here in this space. We're growing, but we continue, to, but to continue to grow, we need you. So, what's your part? God brought you here. Maybe today he brought you here to become a Christian. If that's you today, we want to give you that opportunity. But I also want you to know that's not where it ends. It's just the beginning. A Christian is a follower of Jesus. And to be a Christian, you need to be a person who participates. You're going to need to be one who is willing to walk in your gifting the only way we're going to reach the community outside of these doors it's the only way that we're going to reach the people that he has called us to reach it requires you walking in your gifting and when you're walking in your giftings that will help us as a body to see more people in this community come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ isn't that why we're really here God has gifted each of us, and you've been gifted to lead. Can I pray for you this morning?